culture is the essence of who we are, that's when I became proud of who I am, proud about my identity, proud that my kids know who they are. Hello, and welcome to Voices of Siege Kwan. Today on the show, we'll be listening to the second part of an interview that I did with Jeanette Ness and Brenda Louise, where we talk a lot about the pride we feel to be Shlingit. And, of course, we check in with our people in Siege Kwan to find out what's going on in the community. Stick with us. This is Avery Herman Sakamoto, and as I said at the top, we'll be listening to the second part of my conversation with Brenda Louise and Jeanette Ness. The first portion of that conversation was included on last week's episode, entitled Klinge Ani, and can be found at sitkavoices.org. In this week's episode, we talk about how knowing your indigenous heritage creates a really powerful sense of pride. We jump back into the conversation, starting with Jeanette. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. I always felt like I had to prove myself more than anyone else. I've always had to be better in some ways than other others, or try to um, prove I was worthy, that I was valued, that I had something to say. I think of Native people having a connection to their culture and a connection to other Native people is what brings strength and power, empowerment. Um, I think that when you have a really valuable resource and it has always been a part of your life and somebody else sees that resource that and wants a part of it, like sea otter pelts, or seafood, or timber, or oil. And this is just referring to Alaska Natives, but it applies everywhere. But the company of people that want to enrich their lives or their, their culture with a resource, use tactics that undermine a sacred person. Like, discrimination is more than just like not liking your color. Discrimination is a way to overpower and and cause a sense of uh, less than and worthy, lack of worthiness. Alaska Natives don't need to prove their blood quantum. They don't need to prove that they are part of the land. History shows that Alaska Native people have been a part of this 
ongoing population in relationship to Alaska land for over 5,000 years. And it makes me sad to see that you can know who your, your family is and trace it back for generations, but still need to prove that you are on the rolls. Blood quantum was something that was designed by the federal government. It isn't ever anything that Alaska Natives have done to each other. That part makes me sad because when we have relationships with people outside of the Native community and create families, the genetic history and stories that are carried within us is passed down to our children. That doesn't make them less Native. That also makes me sad because there was a time, of course, that we all know that that uh, Natives um, had to deny their, their culture. And so for my personal experience, my mom, um, when she gave birth to my brother, my siblings, and I, she wanted to put on our birth certificates that we are Native, but they said, oh, no, you don't want to do that. So on our birth certificates, we are Filipino. She had to deny who we were. And in that process, as time went on, like Brenda was saying, when you had to prove that you were Native, that really caused a lot of complications with my family because even though they knew we were Native, on our birth certificate, because it says we're Filipino, and I am still fighting with BIA about that. And I find it sad that who else has to prove who they are? Who else has to prove that? Yes, I'm German, or yes, I'm Italian, or whatever. Why do we have to go through that process? And my mom was just caught in that time of history where all of that was, was you know, thrown out. She had to deny who she was, had to deny her culture, had to give up her blankets or whatever. Um, look what has been done to that generation. And it, because of that, it's carried through to my generation. My kids are being denied things that they have rights to because of that situation when my mom gave birth to us. So I'm continuing that battle with BIA. I am Native. My grandmother was Margaret Durbin, and she passed away in her 80s, but I remember sitting at the table with her, and she talked about how um, when she was growing up, she would listen to her mother speak Klingit to the other family members or people that would come over, but her mother told her she was not to speak the Klingit language because she was to grow up to be a proper lady. And 
even in before she died, one of the things that she, her greatest regret is that she never learned the language. And, you know, part of that time period was also if you were a native and wanted an education, you were shipped off. So my grandmother went to school at the Wrangell Institute with the other native children away from the family. Growing up, were you proud of your identity? I don't I think that during the time that we grew up it was like um the culture had been asleep. Um family members had been treated as individuals who had less merit and were shipped to be in a special place for education, were not allowed to speak language, and things that were culturally appropriate, like ceremonies and potlatches, were no longer acceptable in the community. So that whole next generation, my dad and um, and his family and those that were of his age grew up another generation without culture. And then, of course, myself um, and Jeanette, it, we, we didn't see the cultural events that our, our great-grandparents grew up with. It wasn't until I had my kids that I um, became of, uh, aware of what they were being taught at school. They were learning um, the Norwegian culture, which I thought was fine with me, but uh, what about their native culture? And that's when I became involved with learning the culture more, becoming more involved with who I really was. And I think I mentioned before, my mom was really hesitant in trying to um, acknowledge the questions that I asked her. I wanted to learn some Tlingit language. I wanted more about the culture so that I could teach that to my children and give them that identity because it was so important to me. And that's when the potlatch evolved and that's when um, I created the dance group uh, just so that they were aware of the native culture um, and just to make the community more aware that yes the Clinkets are here we need to acknowledge that too and I'm really proud of that because it was a a great learning experience for me I was excited I'm still excited about my um, heritage my culture I mean our culture is the essence of, of who we are that's when I became proud of who I am, proud about my identity, proud that my kids know who they are. They, my grandchildren know that they're Clinket. They know they're, you know, that they're ravens. And I have grandsons who are eagles. Um, in fact, my little grandson was going around school before Christmas saying that he was an eagle, and he had to explain what that meant. And so I'm proud of, of the fact that they're not ashamed of who they are. I, I mean, it's important that you, no matter who you are, you identify 
with your ancestors. And I think one of the people that saved our cultural information and heritage in the most educational and empowering way was Ethelyn Lopez. She was the last Clinkett speaker that passed away. Um, you know, the kids in the schools grew up knowing what fish camp was. Um, it was much more of a cultural acceptance than it had been for generations. She was a really amazing woman. What does that pride feel like for you? I think that... I'll answer first, sorry. I think that... I think that um, knowing your Klingit name, knowing the moiety that you are from, and knowing the tribe that you're connected to gives you a sense of identity and a sense of place. So when many things in your life can be full of turmoil and challenge, the one thing that you can do is take a breath and say your name and come back to center and somehow your feet find a connection to the earth and you remember who you are. Um, at least that's one of the solutions that I have for handling challenges is knowing who I am makes a difference. It's that sense of belonging. It is. Yeah, it really is. I belong. When I first went to my um, celebration, the first time I went to celebration, um, this is Hannah Floor just jumping in here real quick to note that when Jeanette mentions celebration, she's talking about the Festival of Hlinket, Haida, and Simsian cultures that takes place in Juneau, Alaska every other June. Celebration, the first time I went to celebration, and on your blankets you have your crest, and you see all the eagles, ravens, or sea pigeons, or wolf, whatever, cogwantons, and you think, wow, there's more, you know, I belong to this family or I belong to that. And there's that acceptance. Yeah. And that there's no, you know, it's the old hello cousin, hey cuz. Um, I just felt that's where I belonged. So it's that whole sense of belonging. It is. And, you know, it's. I'm proud of, of, of who I am, and it took a long time to get there. I think it's easier for our kids because we don't oh, yeah. let them forget. Yeah, it's much easier on our kids. Yeah. When or what makes you feel that pride? Well, it's like she said, I don't think there's anybody alive that doesn't feel um, empowered and at peace when you are accepted for who you are without judgment. And in the Native community, I'm not saying that the Native community is perfect. Like she said, we've got the Bureau of Indian Affairs that can be 
a real obstacle in our lives as opposed to a real open door in our lives. But anytime there is a gathering, it doesn't matter if you've got a personal issue with somebody that's across the table from you. When you're at a native gathering, all of that drops aside and whatever is taking place at that particular time envelops you. So it is a real sense of belonging. When you are at an ANS memorial for a sister that's gone on, the people in the room share a sense of, not really burden, but kind of like that. They share the heaviness and the loss. And it's part of a ceremony and it's part of empowering each other, is that when you belong to that, then then there then that's what you have pride about. Makes you proud to be a part of a group of people that can can pick up the lines. When we lose a, a tribal member, the whole tribe feels it and you are supported even if it's just in prayer. In the um Jeanette, you recently made a comment about growing Tlingit pride or indigenous pride. Um, how do you feel about that today? How do either of you feel about the growing pride in our society of indigenous people? Um, thankful, grateful, proud. Uh, it, it really is exciting and empowering to see our future generation embracing who they are. Um. No, I don't know, save ditto. I'm, all my children have Clingit names. They know who they are. They know they're ravens. They're grand, my grandchildren, most of, them, most of them are ravens, some of them are eagles and most of them have Klingit names. Um, we worked hard to make sure that, um, that that becomes an important part of who they are. Um, and we've shared some really beautiful ceremonies in this community that have been asleep for a while. So, you know, once, once you break the ice and, and do a naming ceremony, and Avery, you would remember, we did a naming ceremony where your family was integrally part, so we had ravens and eagles all receiving names. And to support other family who would like to bring out old names or create new names and have that be passed on, we've always just been available to help anybody that's wanted assistance in that. I think it's part of our obligation to our ancestors and to our future generations. It's part of our obligation for them to know the culture, to know that we are about respect. You respect each other, you respect the land, you respect the culture. and uh, It's really, I'm just grateful that this generation, that my the next generation, Avery's generation, has really picked up and 
are going forward, and it's to me, it's I I feel at peace that those obligations are being carried forward. I agree. Yeah. My daughter was um, recently invited by one of her friends up to Cold Bay, and um, she has always had an incredible affinity with the earth, and um, she likes to bow hunt, and she likes to go hunting. And, and while she was up there, uh, her friend took her out, and she got a, uh, a caribou. Turns out this caribou might be one of the largest in the state. The field and stream called her. It was all very exciting. But I have to tell you that one of, probably one of the pr most proud things that I can tell about that story is that she shot that caribou with one shot without breaking a single bone and without it having any adrenaline or running. So it was a very clean kill. And when she got to it, she, um, and I actually have a, a video of this, but when she got to the, the animal, she dropped to her knees and she put his ha her hands on his head and thanked him for being a part of our food source. Her, her, respect for the animal and how it presented itself for her, for us, for our family, for everybody that shared in that animal, um, was something that just makes you feel real proud that to have that real connection to the animal and the earth and the spirituality of all of that, not just a trophy kill. I appreciate you coming in this morning for this interview. Yeah. I'm really thankful that there are elders like you in our community that are willing to talk about indigeneity and being proud of who you are and talking about it for a bit. We really do appreciate that. It's official. We're elders. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way it is. Welcome to Elsewhere in Sikakwan, the segment where we announce indigenous-centered PSAs. And this week we thought we would talk about celebration, um, which is, as I mentioned, partway through the conversation with Jeanette Ness and Brenda Louise, is a festival of Tlingit, Haida, and Simsian culture held every other June in Juneau, and it is happening this June. Um, and I'm here with Avery Herman Sakamoto, and Avery, I hear that celebration gets booked way ahead of time. It does. It is super packed every year. Okay, so my understanding is that now is the time yes. to get going on it if you want to go. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, so you have some information for us? I do. So Alaska Airlines is graciously offering a 10% discount to people flying to Juneau for Celebration 2022. Tickets booked June 2nd through June 14th are eligible for this discount, and the code is ECMD738. Okay, so tickets 
tickets for people flying during those dates, but yes. booked anytime. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and then I have a PSA here regarding celebration as well. Um, the Petersburg Indian Association will reimburse tribal members up to $300 towards hotel and travel for Celebration 2022. Reimbursement applications will be posted on the PIA website immediately following Celebration 2022. Wonderful. Uh, what else do you have? Um, yeah. So SHI, Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, is accepting applications for its biannual Indigenous Fashion Show, which will be held in conjunction with Celebration 2022. The show is open to Native American, First Nations, Indigenous, and Alaska Native artists and designers, and uh, preference will be given to high fashion and haute couture pieces that display innovative use of traditional Indigenous styles and materials. Oh, and the application deadline is March 31st. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of um, websites here that we could read off, but honestly, it's super easy to find all of this if you go to the Sea Alaska Heritage website. Um, and click on Celebration Programs. They're all listed here. Um, we have another another announcement for the Native Artist Market. See Alaska Heritage Institute is accepting applications for its Native Artist Market at Celebration 2022. The deadline for that is May 15th, 2022. And Sea Alaska Heritage Institute will hold food contests for best seaweed, seal oil, and dry fish during Celebration 2022. And there are prizes. First place is $1,000, and second place is $500. Third place is $250. And the application deadline for that is May 16th of 2022. And we have more celebration announcements. What else do you have? So for volunteers, SHI is recruiting volunteers to help with Celebration 2022. They have a variety of areas to choose from, and people who donate a minimum of four hours get a free one-day pass. As well as, send us a selfie. They want to see you're preparing for celebration. Whether rehearsing, sewing regalia, fundraising, or anything else related to the event, send photos to shinews at com. And again, if you're having a hard time getting these... Um Web addresses that we're sprinkling through, you can always go to Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, their website, you can Google that, and then Celebration is prominently displayed on their website, and you can click through to Celebration programs and find all of this information. It's all, all in the same spot. Yeah. And we have one PSA that is unrelated to Celebration. The Petersburg Indian Association is offering a voucher for assistance with utilities and food for tribal households. Applications are available on the PIA webpage and outside the PIA lobby. Deadline to apply is 4.30 p.m. on March 11th. Voices of Sikakwan is recorded and produced on Hlinket Ani, the historical homeland of the Hlinket people, but also the current homeland and the land that holds their future. Thank you for joining us for Voices of Sitka Kwan. This show is a collaboration between the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, KFSK Community Radio, and the Petersburg Public Library. It is made possible, in part, by a grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Alaska State Libraries, Archives, and Museums. 
It is also made possible by the generosity of our participants, including the volunteers on our content committee. We thank them for their enthusiasm and dedication. To participate in Voices of Seed Kwan, contact Kari Peterson at the Petersburg Public Library. Archives of past shows can also be found at seedkavoices.org. That's S-E-E-T-K-A voices.org. As well as on Spotify and Apple Media. Gunakchish. Hey, 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 hey,